Back here on the Horizons Federal Credit Union pregame show, Jacob Wilkins joined by Sea Dogs broadcaster Emma Tiedemann. Hi, Emma. Hello. <laughs> Tell me, uh, what was it like, first of all, to be part of that 15-game winning streak? I mean, it was just incredible to watch or to see from afar. Absolutely. It was a culmination uh, of a lot of good things all coming together at one time. Um, and, you know, I had a good chat of talking with some of the players and our manager about if they had superstitions about it all. <laughs> and our manager, Corey Wimberly, said, no, nope, I put on my pants the same way every day. But I think that this is just all the hard work coming together over the course of two weeks. And it's a fun little franchise record that we can all take with us at the end of the season. And this club is a different Portland club than what we saw back in June. And it's for a good reason with the players that are at the Olympics. I mean, it's got to be something to see Casas and uh, Reyes and... Manessa is making such an impact in Tokyo. Absolutely. It's so cool. I, I don't know any other affiliate that has so many ties to the Olympics and the Sea Dogs right now. And it's awesome to see Tristan Casas absolutely rake in Tokyo yeah. and now having that squad going for a gold medal. And, you know, even former Sea Dog Jack Lopez making some good yeah. plays as well. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, Manessas did really well, so he'll be going up to AAA instead of rejoining us. But it's always cool when you see them compete at the international level and, and succeed at it. And who are the players that are coming up in their place here that are sort of filling that void? So we have Tyreek Reed at first base. Obviously, Tristan Costas is probably the biggest void to fill. Yeah. Um, and Reed's been phenomenal. I mean, he's a power bat that was taken in the Rule 5 draft from the Rangers and had a walk-off two-run home run for us last week at Hadlock Field. And um, is already filling that void. And then you know, we have Nick Sogard, our infielder, Will Dalton, an outfielder, that has been uh, really good for us as well. So some, uh, some good talent coming up from Greenville and, and just showcasing the Red Sox system and how uh, deep it is. Well, the pitchers that have pitched the last two nights over the three games throw hard. I mean, you got Bayo, you see German. Uh, there is there's some high-powered arms on this staff. There really are, and, and Chris Murphy, who yes. you know we saw last night. He that was his first Double A start. You know, throwing in 96, 97 consistently, and then getting you with that curveball. It, I, I mean, it was just a lot of fun to watch and. It's great to see that guys have gotten consistently better. Frank German, one of those guys, had a shaky start to the season, uh, but has gotten a lot better as the season has progressed. And Bayo, of course, the young electric arm uh, that makes throwing 98-mile-an-hour fastballs look easy. <laughs> and, and, I mean, Murphy looked quite poised, not, mm -hmm. not someone that looked over his, in over his head at all uh, in terms of being at the AA level. Definitely. I think a part of that, too, was because his battery mate in Cole Cottom was a familiar face because uh, Cottom was just promoted from Greenville last week. So I think that helped with the nerves a little bit, but you're right. There was so much confidence on that mound. It looked like he was, had been there for months. You know, obviously there's differences what's going on at the minor league level versus the big league club, but the resounding success of the Red Sox when others thought, no, this isn't this is gonna be a so so year, that's gotta carry down that winning mentality. It definitely does. And I, I think that Corey Wimberly, our manager, embraces that as well too. And you know, he says that he wakes up every day expecting to win, mm -hmm. which again goes back to that winning streak. So I think that that is definitely trickled down to the lower levels, even with with uh, you know high A and low A as well. But it's cool to see the big league club have success. The Sea Dogs take down you know a team of top prospects like the New Hampshire Fisher Cats, who's kind of the golden child of the Northeast <laughs> League. But the Sea Dogs have had a lot of success against them, and uh, it's cool to see that that poise and that confidence starts at this level, and hopefully will carry up to the big league club. Tell me about or a little more about Corey, because he's just a guy that exudes confidence. He really is. He just loves the game of baseball and goes out and will fight for his guys any day of the week. And I think that uh, the the players recognize that as well. And you know, Corey 
has a fantastic mentality about, you know, not a whole lot of things bother him. He keeps on moving on, um, doesn't dwell too much on the past. Um, you know, of course, a bad call here and there. We'll hear about it. But um, he's, I think, great for the Red Sox system. And, and it's really no wonder that he skipped a level um, and skipped high A to come, or, uh, yeah, skipped high A and, and came to us in Portland because he's fantastic. How about you? First year in Portland, one of the best cities in, in America. You know, uh, what has it been like? Amazing. I mean, I think that we're all feeling extra lucky this year after having no baseball in 2020, so every game is extra sweet. Uh, but I have fallen in love with the city of Portland, like you said. I mean, it's a crown jewel of, of the Northeast. Um, and then, you know, we have some franchise records under our belt. We have two rehab appearances by Chris Sale. We're in the playoff hunt. It's been a dream of a season so far. Yeah, how was it having Sale up there with you guys? Amazing. I, I mean, he, from my untrained eye, he looked big league ready with that slider. I've never seen it in person, but my goodness, that thing is nasty. Um, but it was cool to see Hadlock Field packed to the brim for yeah. those two days. For him to have a standing ovation, you know, every time he left the mound, he tipped his cap to the, to the fans. Um, and just to be a part of that experience before he works his way back to Boston, and hopefully we see him in the postseason. And so back to you, you have gravitated from Texas in Lexington, you have gravitated to the Northeast, some lobster rolls maybe. Those definitely helped with the transition. I'm, <laughs> I have taken upon myself to go and try as many lobster rolls as I can. Oh, a variety and, pack. Yes, yes. you know, every restaurant offers sure. a different, you know, uh, seasoning, if you sure. will. Uh, but yeah, it's <laughs> great. I mean, fresh seafood any day of the week. It's awesome. <laughs> well, it's nice to see the tradition passed along from a great guy like Mike Antonellis to you. Glad to have you in Binghamton. And uh, best wishes the rest of the way. Thanks so much.